This is In-Ear Insights, the Trust Insights Podcast. In this week's In-Ear Insights, Katie is off this week, so we have special guest star John Wall on, uh, on the show. And I figure we should take some time to talk about and walk through Google Search Console, because I would guess that for a lot of folks, it's been a hot minute since you popped your head in there. In fact, John, what was the last time you looked at Search Console for Marketing Over Coffee? Yeah, I think it was 1960-something. <laughs> this is like one of our classic, uh, um, the uh, no no shoes. The shoemaker's kids have no shoes. You know, It's going to show like how horrible it is in there, like stuff I should have turned on five years ago. So we should have a good time. <laughs> um, so we're going to go through this. If you're just listening to this episode, we'll, we'll do our best to narrate, um, but I definitely encourage you to pop on over to the Trust Insights YouTube channel. If you go to trustinsights.ai uh, slash YouTube, uh, you will be able to see the, the stuff that we're showing on screen. Um, if not, that's fine. So Search Console, if you're unfamiliar, Search Console is Google's way of telling you, the website owner, what it thinks of your website. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen here. And this is uh, the first thing you see, the overview. Um, we're here we're looking at, at the Marketing Over Coffee podcast website. We can see, generally speaking, like what kind of performance the site has gotten, how many clicks from search uh, it's earned on any given period of time, the coverage, which tells you how many pages it think, Google thinks there are, and then the type of experience and enhancements and all that stuff. So the purpose of Search Console is to help us make our sites better for Google. And the better that Google likes our sites, the more likely it is we're to, we should rank well and uh, be able to, uh, to, to get traffic out of Google. <clears throat> so the first place from a, a maintenance perspective we wanna look at is coverage. So I'm gonna go to the left-hand menu here. There's uh, three sections. Uh, index, <clears throat> which is the section, is essentially Google saying, hey, Here's what I think your site's about. So I'm going to click on coverage, and coverage tells us how many pages uh, it has indexed. Remember, there's three sections to Google to Google's processing websites: crawling, which is figuring out what the site is; indexing, which is downloading the site and analyzing; and then ranking, which is the search results. So this is sort of the middle section of that process. And we see here the primary crawler is the smartphone. That's interesting. That's Google's way of saying, hey, I'm giving, I'm analyzing your site from a mobile first perspective, which again, when we think about it for a podcast, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, that was one thing about three years ago. Last time we did a fresh coat of paint, I just went with a full mobile template because I was, you know, I just figured, yeah, the majority of people are on the phone. And for some background too, you know, the primary traffic of for the podcast is through iTunes and Stitcher and these other things. Like there's actually very little traffic to the website given the you know for a podcast that gets you know 15,000 downloads an episode um you can see here there's you know 800 pages and only a you know a, a good month for us is like a thousand two thousand sessions so um and i do have to also say especially for people that aren't sharing the screen there are no huge red banners at the top saying like your site is going to get kicked out of google in four days or any of that <laughs> stuff so it's just like i'm already like thrilled that things are not there's nothing on fire so that's cool <laughs> exactly um uh, so this section tells you pages that have errors pages that are valid with warnings pages that are valid and then pages that have, have not been indexed uh and the uh, one thing that we'd want to check here is what's in the excluded box which is you know the the largest number why are these pages excluded uh, a lot of them are either redirects or there's an alternate page so with wordpress sites and blogs in general 
you get a lot of pages like you know slash author slash category slash tag and you know and stuff and obviously those are pages that are, are duplicate content so this you know having this many excluded pages is not a bad thing what we want to be on the lookout for are errors you know things have just gone sideways uh, we want to know in this case we have no errors to uh to look at here so so things are good so that's coverage second thing we want to check is is there a sitemap do we have a site map? <laughs> uh, you know that's a good question there you know like 10 years ago there was definitely some xml up there but in the you know in the five subsequent upgrades okay oh, let's I check to see but typically sites will have a something at sitemap.xml so we do have a sitemap yeah Let's all right there we go but yoast for the big winner yoast is always watching out for us exactly so now we need to put that sitemap url in here <laughs> <laughs> so that google knows if we told to google about it that would be even better <laughs> Exactly. And, and, you know, that's a really important point because you may have pages on your site that are not easily accessible that may be buried pretty far down. You still want to have Google know about them. So it's going to, uh, so we've submitted it. It says Google was successful in reading the sitemap um, and so far has not discovered any new pages. One thing that uh, used to be a thing we would do in the past that's no longer the case is you used to be able to submit a sitemap to trigger Google to, to recall a page. Um, that no longer works. Uh, if you want Google to re to relook at a page, you have to submit it for URL inspection instead. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up uh, the most recent episode here. Go back to Search Console, and on the top left-hand corner, there's a URL inspection. Um, you can put that URL in, and Google will try to retrieve it, and then you know test live well. And if you if it's changed, you can request that page to be re-indexed if you've done some major changes to it or something like that. You you know. Uh, throw that in but this is a good test that you should always do uh at least once on you know a piece of content just to make sure that if, if you've got a template like a blog template that google is seeing it correctly in this case we're seeing mobile usability is good amp is valid breadcrumbs are working sites uh, site links are working so the page is actually in really good condition so we're, we're two for two so far john yeah that's great and i didn't realize that i knew you could kick it to go see a page but it actually gives you some real feedback on individual pages as far as what's broken and not working so yeah that's very cool exactly the third thing in index is removal are there things that you want to urgently remove from google search that should not be there so like that time that the intern loaded um their you know adult comic books pdfs to the website by accident <laughs> you want to say to google get that out of there <laughs> Yeah, any of the junk stuff. We're, so we're in pretty good shape in that we don't, we haven't had it, the, the stuff that was horrible was just straight out deleted. So there's nothing in there that we've had to fight over. Exactly. And there's three things there's temporary removals, just get something out. Um, this is made for news organizations to like to retract a story if there's like something obviously wrong. Uh, outdated content, um, and then safe search filtering stuff to remove that that violates um, adult filters. So again, three for three in indexing, site is in good condition. Now we get to the the really interesting stuff. Two months ago, Google said, um, we are changing uh, how all these different page metrics work in terms of like the quality of the page. And as of this month, June 2021, uh, they'll become part of your ranking factor. <clears throat> so if your page, if your website delivers a bad experience, uh, Google will say, guess what, uh, we're going to demote you and the rankings. So on the left-hand side, under the experience menu, uh, is the new page experience thing. And what we see on screen here, let's say we need a buzzer, like you know, a soundboard with like you know different like applause. I know we stuff. need like crowds cheering for the <laughs> motley crew tearing it up for a hundred percent good page experience. 
Exactly. Well, so we got 100% good URLs, 29,000 impressions. And we see a chart here of uh, you know, the number of URLs and then that are, deliver a great experience and then the impressions that they give. So this is a, a really, really healthy website. And what comprises page experience are five things. Core Web Vitals, which are very technical aspects of the site the largest object on a page, how much a page moves around when it loads, things like that. Mobile usability, which is how the site appears on mobile devices. Security issues like, hey, you've got malware on your site again. Um, <laughs> and whether your site is secure or not, does it use HTTPS exclusively? And the fifth one, if you're running ads and you misbehave with what you do in Google Ads, that, that counts against you too. All of these things combined create this page experience signal and this is what goes into the ranking algorithm. So if this page, when you load it up uh, for your website, uh, is not 100%, you got some work to do. I'm, I'm going to flip over here to um, my website because uh, I've got some bad pages. So we can take a look at, at what this looks like. So for me, mobile is good. Security is good. Uh, HTTPS is good. But I've got 19 pages that are failing on core web vitals. So I'm going to go ahead and click through this and see where am I falling down? What am, what am I failing on? I am failing on... Uh, this uh, core web vital called LCP, large, uh, largest contentful paint. Uh, it means something big is on pages that is causing delays. Something there's something on that page um, that is taking too long to load. It's just a big piece of content. And when we look at it, um, we look at all these different pages. These are all for the most part. Um, template pages, the, the actual pages in the site. So this is telling me I've got something embedded on on this page that is not helping. So I'll click on this page speed insights and see um, if Google can tell me more detail about what on my page is taking so long that it, it's actually causing errors. Because if this was like, you know, one post buried like 14 levels down on my site, I'd be like, eh, no big deal. This is the homepage and the homepage gets a fair amount of traffic, including converting traffic. Uh, so I want to know what's going on here. Yeah, and so it's at four seconds, huh? So that's obvious. That's like serious delay. Um, oh, okay. And here we go. We've got some insight. <laughs> um, let's see. So we got uh, good layout shift. First contentful paints a little on the slow side. Large contentful paints on the uh, really on the slow side. Um, so it does not pass. Let's see if we can dig in here. It is the video. It's the homepage video. So that big slider um, is is a major thing. And then we got a bunch of unused JavaScript. So it uh, looks like some of it's the template, some of it's some tracking stuff and things. So I've got a, a fair amount of stuff here that, that needs to be uh, cleaned up. So you can see here through this diagnostic, and we're, in, we're looking at PageSpeed Insights, which is just a mass of, of red marks. It's like a you know when you fail a test at school, it's just, the page is marked up with red everywhere. Um, but this does a really nice job of outlining. Here's all the things that are causing issues. So the, uh, ironically, the blocker is the YouTube video <laughs> embedded in the page. Yeah, isn't that ridiculous though? You would expect that to be a healthy and robust script. What is that just not the case? Or? Yeah, it's the YouTube base code, uh, the, uh, the part of their JavaScript player. So, uh, I have a couple of choices there. I could not have the video there, or I could find some way to play that video that didn't involve YouTube. Um, if I if I wanted to make that particular error go away. Hmm. 
Uh, and then we have a bunch of other stuff that shows the obvious, all the things are running. JavaScript execution time, again, that's that YouTube code that's running really, really slowly. The other thing that we could do uh, potentially is log into a, a CDN, a content delivery network like Cloudflare, for example, and see, could I force it to cache YouTube scripts and serve them up faster uh, than YouTube itself does? That's a possibility as well. So <clears throat> what we've seen here is we've seen something that Google thinks is bad in our core web vitals. And as we walk through this, it becomes pretty clear what it is that we need to fix. So this is the thing that I'm really happy about in, um, in Search Console is that Google doesn't make it difficult for you to know, oh, this is what's screwed up. Yeah, that's great that you can dig down. It's just still, it just blows my mind that YouTube would be the, I would, I was totally expecting, especially since it was your website to have like JavaScript from like 20 marketing automation solutions that you tested and gave up on, you know, and some of them would be like totally dead too, where they'd be like time out after 90 seconds, but. <clears throat> nope, it's YouTube. So it's interesting. Uh, it's a, one thing I could think about doing if I, if I absolutely positively had to make the homepage faster would be maybe to have thumbnails or stills of the video on the page in like a, a gallery and you click through and go to a video player page where it's, it's off the homepage. Um, that might be a, a solution I could look at there if I cared, which I don't. <laughs> um, okay, let's look at mobile usability, which is the third part of the experience here. And again, we, this is looking at um, how many pages are mobile friendly on your site? Uh, and this is one of those things where if you've got pages that are not mobile friendly, you got to fix them. Uh, particularly if you are, as we saw at the beginning on that smartphone crawler first, where you're a mobile first site, you got to get your mobile usability in good condition there. Uh, now, there's a couple other things in here that may will vary based on your site. So uh, one of them is AMP. So if you're using AMP, the AMP uh, Accelerated Mobile Pages, uh, Google will tell you uh, what things it notices that you could be doing better with AMP itself. So in my case, I've got some smaller images that are, aren't great. Uh, and obviously, then it will tell you the, the pages that are doing well. AMP is really good if you are... Um, if you are serving up stuff, if you're like a mobile site. So if you've got a strong content marketing program where you're functioning like a news outlet almost, you, you really want to make sure that you have AMP installed and, and working correctly. Uh, we also have the site link search box. If you have searches, uh, you have search available on your site, uh, this will tell you uh, whether your site, your site search is working correctly, which is always a nice thing. And then um, in performance, so performance is where we go to look for results. Um, I'm going to switch back to marketing over coffee real quick here for a second. So let's look at our performance. So for marketing over coffee, uh, we see uh, clicks, impressions, click-through rate, and position as sort of the, the top metrics you can look at to see how you know what kinds of stuff you're doing. So the one here that is a little concerning is average position is kind of on the low side. Uh, we would obviously like that number to be uh, you know, closer to, to position one. Um, with this report, you can do a lot of filtering. So like if I wanted to filter this report just on the name marketing over coffee, I could filter out a lot of other search queries and look at just essentially branded search queries, right? So now I'm um, starting to see what some of those search terms are. I can, let's change that to marketing over coffee. Yeah, we're just a hardcore branded site, huh? That's it. The majority of the traffic is people already know they're looking for us. Exactly, exactly. Now, if you are trying to build a 
dashboard for like public relations uh, or media buying or anything that's brand related, you just got the easiest way to do that. You put in the brand here, filter it, and now you've got essentially a branded search report that tells you what kind of branded search performance you're getting. And you can see here that the average search position went to one, right? Because we're filtering on just the name. We're number one for our name. If you put your name in here and you're not <laughs> number one for your name. <laughs> yeah, you got some work to do. Exactly. Um, so let's go ahead and clear that for a second. So in performance, you obviously can see uh, a lot of different details. You can see what queries, uh, what terms you're getting clicks for. And again, these are things that if you, these are terms that you don't want to be ranked for, you know, you've got some issues. On the other hand, if you know, you've got strong brand strength and, and you've got some really good content, you're going to see some, you'll see what's happening there. You can see the pages that attract those clicks. Uh, the home page is first, the most popular episodes page, which is good. The first time visitors page, which is good. So we'd like to see those introductory pages. If this was a traditional marketing site, these would be essentially top of the funnel, you know, nurture pages to get people to land on them and go places. Um, we also see things like countries, devices, search experience, uh, what kind of page use, so AMP results, et cetera, to see how, how often you're showing up in AMP. Uh, if you're showing up in video results, so if you've got YouTube videos in your site, uh, you might want to see uh, those appear there. And then, as I was saying, the one thing that's really powerful with this is that you can then hit export and dump all this data into spreadsheets. You get as a big archive and you can do data processing on it, match it up with you know data from your SEO keyword tools and see where are the gaps. So what things do you see about your site that you think should be in there that aren't? Okay, go, fi go figure out why. So that's more or less a, a tour of search console and what you can do with it these days. So the, the performance section is really useful. Indexing tells you what Google sees your site looking like. Experience tells you what Google thinks your site is about. Uh, and then performance uh, tells you, you know, the, this is how, what, how Google is rewarding or not rewarding you. The one other thing I will add is that if you are a really strong content site and you are publishing a lot, you may be eligible to enter yourself into two additional types of, of things. Uh, one is Google Discover, which is when Google says you might also be interested in or you know sites related to this, and what you will show up there. Um, so for my site here, I'm going to click on Discover, and you can see how what kind of traffic I'm getting um, from Discover itself. You know where am I appearing? What countries am I appearing in? Things like that. So that's really useful to, for me to tell. Okay, is Google? intentionally sharing my website with other people that are not searching for me, right? It's almost like, um, like broad match search and pay-per-click advertising. Okay. Well, this looks like you might be interested in it. And then again, if you are a strong publisher, um, you can, you can enter yourself into Google news, uh, as a, a credible news source. And then you can see like, you know, if you are showing up in Google news for things, that, you know, news stories, people care about, you would show up, you would see this data in here. In this case, apparently I'm not writing about anything that uh, is newsworthy enough to show up, but at least my site is an accredited news source. Now, would you get hits on that for AMP? Because I thought, you know, so there's obviously the AMP that we all work with and it's basically optimizations because you're making it fast. But I was uh, under the impression that the other thing with AMP was that it would allow Google and some other engines to basically scrape your stuff and it would automatically be formatted for these AMP boxes that show up in all kinds of places. So would that be showing up over there? Or? 
Well, uh, that it depends. So it might show up in Discover, and it might show up in and Google News is specific to Google News itself. So if you are an accredited news source with Google News, it will show up here as opposed to in Discover. Uh -huh. Okay, so yeah, you, so you could, if you're doing top end news, like this could be a huge page for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you are the New York Times, um, you want to see this the, the, be, be popping. If you're the New York Times and this page, which is full of zeros for those who are listening, uh, <laughs> is what you see, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's you're missing a payday if that's the case. Exactly. <clears throat> so that's sort of the walkthrough of Google Search Console and what you use these different things for. Uh, a lot of this data is also available in Google Data Studio. So you don't necessarily have to be in Search Console. And more importantly, you don't have to give access to Search Console um, to people in your organization if you don't want them tinkering around here. Because as you saw with like sitemaps and removals, if you're not careful, you can really screw up your site. <laughs> yeah, right. You remove the homepage and you're going to be off the grid completely until somebody figures that out. Exactly. Whereas if you use something like... Um, Google Data Studio, you can build the reporting, taking Search Console data out of Search Console and show it, you know, and give it to stakeholders and stuff. And again, I would so strongly emphasize if you are um, in PR, if you're in media buying, if you're in any of these things, and you don't have that branded search reporting from the performance section as part of your monthly reports, you are missing the boat on being able to show your stakeholders. Here's exactly what we bring to the table. We are getting people to search for this company by name uh, and, and doing a great job at it. You know, it's, and it's not our fault that once the traffic gets to your site, people hate you. <laughs> um, so that's what to do with this. Take the data, make use of it, if you if you know there are certain pages like landing pages for campaigns, by the way, I would so strongly emphasize you put in your top landing pages um, in the the URL inspector, and like here my newsletter page, huh? It's not in the index. Better fix that. <laughs> That's bizarro, huh? What? Well, again, Google only knows what we give it. And like you know, we did a, the the recent show on UTM tracking codes, you know, which we jokingly say stands for "You Tell Me." Google's the same with Search Console stuff too. If you don't tell Google the high value pages, um, it might not know to index them, right? Because there's a concept in Search called crawl budget, where Google crawls a certain amount of time on a, any given site and then moves on and goes to the next thing. Um, and if the next thing isn't you know isn't your site, then there were pages that didn't get indexed. So uh, this here now says this was add to priority crawl queue. Please don't do this over and over again. It only works once. But now I've, I've been able to say this is an important page. So if you've got a big campaign, you know, a big landing page coming up for a multi-million dollar campaign, run it through the inspector, make sure it's indexed. Because if it's not indexed, then you know, you're missing a, a potentially on some, some big organic search traffic. Yeah, right. And so, and then there's, uh, if it's not part of the nav, that's totally hidden, right? There's no other way for it to get in there unless you tip them off to that. Exactly, exactly. So you want to make sure that it's in a, uh, it looks like sitemaps might be having issues. No, nope, all my sitemaps are there and they've last been made. Okay, it's good. So my sitemaps are there. It's weird that my newsletters page wasn't pulled up that way, but you know what? We found it, we flagged it, and, and here we go. So key takeaways, use Search Console, right? Use the sections based on what it is that you're trying to get done. Um, use the data for reporting. 
And then for those high value pages, make sure that the, the most valuable pages on your site uh, are in here and included. If you, um, if you have not gotten a copy of the Trust Insights Most Valuable Pages report for your website, that's something that we do for clients, um, drop us a line. If go to a trustinsights.ai slash contact, um, we can talk through uh, what that would involve. But then you, again, take those most valuable pages that move people towards conversion, put them through the URL inspector, make sure they're indexed. Uh, if you have comments or questions about anything we've talked about in today's episode, please head on over to trustinsights.ai slash analytics for marketers, where you and over 1800 other marketers are asking and answering questions all day long. In fact, we're just talking about a question, uh, doing click through tracking on uh, email attachments for one of our members was asking how to do that. So make sure you go and sign up. It's totally free to join there. And wherever it is you're watching or listening to today's show, go to trustinsights.ai slash TI podcast, especially if you want to see the video version, if you're listening on audio, see the video version of this uh, over there. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Need help making your marketing platforms, processes, and people work smarter? Visit trustinsights.ai today and learn how we can help you deliver more impact.